0: Hey guys, welcome to the Playmakers Podcast. This is your host, Alex. And this is Phil as well. Hey guys, glad to have you back. Really appreciate any support you guys have given us since releasing our first episode. Obviously, this is really new for us, but we're really excited to get this going. Again, feel free to shoot us any suggestions you have, anything you want us to talk about. You know, today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the NBA. Um, First things first, I'm sure many of you have already seen the All-Star voting returns for this season. And I've got to say... A lot of surprises on there. A lot, of, a lot of people you would expect to see on there. But a couple other ones are, well, surprising to say the least. I mean, let's start with the Western Conference. First of all, let's look at the voting for the number one and the number two people in the front court. LeBron James is the only one over 2 million in the West. Next closest is Jokic, and he's almost he's like 450,000 votes behind.
1: Yeah, I don't know anyone's going to pass LeBron James, even if he was, like, sucking, and which he hasn't been that. I mean, he's LeBron, so he's always going to be good. But this year has been probably by far his worst year in a long time. I mean, but because he's LeBron James, he'll he'll be there.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: He'll be there. Doesn't 100% what, agree.
0: You. Here, Here's the biggest thing. After Nikola Jokic, it drops off to Paul George, who's just over a million votes. And then number four is probably the – I don't want to say the biggest surprise, but probably the first surprise on the list, Andrew Wiggins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can see why he's in there, though. I mean, Golden State has a very large fan base, so they probably really do vote a lot more than maybe some of these lower um, budget teams can and probably will get more attention for. And Andrew Wiggins has, I think he has been good enough to be in the All-Star game. I mean, because Curry is awesome but he does need a team because last year he was still really good and they didn't do hardly anything. So he 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 does have more of a supporting cast for sure than last year. Okay,
0: yeah, no, I definitely understand that. He. I feel like he's definitely picked up his offensive game. I don't think he'll make it as a starter. He may make it in his reserve. We'll have to see.
1: Yeah, that sounds probably more like what would happen.
0: Here's the interesting thing. So let's go over the next six players here. Some of these players haven't been there in a win it some of them have been injured and let's just take a look here number five draymond green he's been an all-star he's been playing very well this season as well very good very player. underrated defensively honestly he's a sneaky player sneaky pick for a defensive player of the year even though i'm sure you have differing thoughts on that here here's an interesting one i think fans are noticing how absent anthony davis has been this guy hasn't hit six hundred thousand votes yet Last season and the year before, he was number two right behind LeBron James.
1: Yeah, that's a big drop off. I mean, we'll think about it. He's – even when he is there this year, it just the Lakers in general, besides LeBron, uh, really don't seem to put near in as much effort. Even like Westbrook, just they just don't seem to be – I don't know. They don't look like they're really trying as hard almost. They just look really lazy for a team that should be – Easily the number one pick to win everything. They should be with that roster they have. But right now they've been just kind of like moseying along. Maybe they'll kick it off in the playoffs. But for right now, they don't look really... They look at like they look like a team that might be slightly above average. That's the best they look right now.
0: That's fair. Yeah, they've, they've definitely been struggling with their fair share of injuries. And just the team chemistry has been way off this season as well.
1: That's kind of a thing that you notice when you put a lot of big stars with big egos. It's either going to be super good or they're just going to kind of kind of getting in each other's way.
0: So, yeah. Here here's an interesting name on the list, Carl Anthony Towns. Now, he has been an All-Star previously one time, but between injuries and, you know, and just Minnesota struggles, it's it, we haven't seen his name up here very often, so I I honestly feel like he's been really good this season. I I would be surprised if he was not made a reserve All-Star this season. Um, because, you know, Minnesota's not at the bottom of the league like we're used to seeing in the past couple of years. Um, they're closer to the middle of the Western Conference, and they're definitely fighting for a in spot.
1: Yeah, and Carl anthony Towns, he I don't think he's ever looked bad, ever. And I think he has gained a little bit more, I guess, popularity, you want to call it, with these last couple of years. Even when he got in those, what, fights last year or something? Like, that just that—that that doesn't really contribute to how good he plays but it does get you more recognition when you get put on sports center for something so i don't want to say that has a factor with it but it does make his name a little bit more uh noticeable and more popular i guess because this is fan voting so you know
0: no definitely understand now number eight as much as i love this man as much as i respect him I, i don't i don't think he belongs on the top 10 for sure I love Carmelo Anthony. As much as I love him, I don't think he belongs in the top ten for sure. I don't. Think he, he certainly should... does not belong ahead of Rudy Gobert. That's what I was just going to say. Honestly. It's definitely debatable. Like, then number... DeAndre
1: Ayton deserves to be higher than him.
0: Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, he's been really good this season, especially when he's been healthy. I know he's been dealing with a couple of things this season. He hasn't played for the past couple of games. Um, but he's definitely looked really good this season. I, I That playoff run he had was really good, um, and I think that's only boosted his confidence going into this year.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, so should we move on to the guards now? Yeah, let's take a <laughs> look at this. This is where it gets a little dicey. <laughs> here,
0: the guards, oh my goodness. There's so many different guards. We're going to go over them here in a sec. But first, I just want to give a shout out to Steph Curry. Because first of all, no one is going to touch this man in voting. I understand there are a ton of Warrior fans out there and everything. Yeah, well, so But here's... the voting, is, it's not even so, close. So yeah, I'll
1: read that. Steph Curry... The guy with the most threes ever made in a season probably will. If that is broken, it's not going to be for a long time. He's have records like John Stockton, like probably won't be broken. If they do, it will be a long time. His votes as of you know January seventh, right now, two million five hundred eighty four thousand six hundred twenty three. Next closest is Luka Doncic with seven hundred eighty thousand. That's nobody is even close. It, it's 1.8 million votes is, like, the, the the separation there.
0: You could add the next four players together in terms of total votes, and you still wouldn't catch Steph Curry. He's on another level. I look at the top three voting for the guards, Steph, Luca, and John Morant. Can't argue with those. I think all three of them deserve to be all-stars this season. Oh, yeah, for sure. John Morant especially has gone he off this year. He has hair. been phenomenal.
1: And Luca just, ever since he's come into the NBA, has, like— I would want to say he could have been like a most improved player from his rookie year, but like he was doing crazy things his rookie year. Like this
0: dude is just from the
1: start been freaking amazing. He's been a baller for sure.
0: No, definitely hundred percent understand that as much as I love the guy at number four and he's a heck of a player, great career. I, I don't even think his name should have been available for all-star voting this year. Clay Thompson absolutely love the man, but again, he hasn't played at all this season. And again, I know that a lot of Warriors fans love him, want to throw him in the All-Star Game because of his past history. I just – he, there are players who have earned it this season, and unfortunately due to his injury, Clay has been unable to earn it for himself. Well, so he,
1: okay, so let's go over the people that are below him. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, which those two alone
0: – Those two alone should easily be they, above They Clay could Thompson. even
1: be fighting for the number three spot, three spot with John Morant.
0: They, I th- I think they can make an argument for it, but I think John Moran is definitely Moran been number three.
1: Does take it, but they should be way closer. Yes. I think they should be way closer. Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, should not be four spots behind him.
0: True, but to be fair, Damian has missed a lot of time this season due to injury. Yeah, Clay Thompson has missed two years. Uh, basically, Clay Thompson shouldn't be on this list at all. Here's how I think the guards should look like, in my opinion. I'm going to go Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, John Morant at number three, Chris Paul at number four, yeah. Donovan Mitchell at number five, Devin Booker at number six. I, I The only thing that sets apart Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell for me is Devin Booker has a superior point guard. And to be fair, Donovan Mitchell's made the playoffs more, and I think he's been more consistent in his scoring as well and also just in his overall success as a team. That's true. And Donovan's,
1: like, progress— has only been up. He hasn't had a year where he's dipped. Every year he's significant he's significantly gotten better. Like he has been probably the most consistent in actually progressing than any player I've seen recently.
0: Definitely agree with that. It's um it, it's awesome. So yeah, I would put Donovan Mitchell at 5, Devin Booker at 6. Number 7, I think that's not a terrible spot for Damian Lillard. Number 8, Russell Westbrook. Number 9, Anthony Edwards is very interesting here. Because he's he's much improved over last season, um, his defense has really picked up as well. To be honest, I haven't watched a lot of him this season, um, but I, I think probably number ten is a good spot for him. I feel like you take out Clay Thompson, I there's think, probably one other guard in the West that deserves to be in this. I think
1: 10. him and Damian Lillard are in the same problem, and to me, that problem is their team overall is just not good. Like they're like Damian Lillard, like is by far the best player on that team not even close and you know you need some sort of support you know and holy crap <laughs> Damian damien either needs to get out or he needs someone to trade for because he's not going anywhere he's not winning a championship right now in
0: portland like this
1: which is sad because i love damien lillard he is so much fun to watch
0: and he's loyal to a fault
1: yeah, he destroyed the Thunders freaking franchise. <laughs> like, just with one, one shot, he destroyed it. One
0: shot and goodbye.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, so who would you say if we took out Clay Thompson, who would
0: get that 10th spot, you think? Um, I'm going to definitely take a look at a couple different players, but I think the person who is long overdue is De'Aaron Fox.
1: That's true. What about
0: Mike Conley? As he much was an as I, actual All Star last he wasn't All Star last year. I'm not gonna lie though, if we're basing it off of the play and the, ov- I think Mike Conley's had a great effect on the Utah Jazz. He's really helped organize their attack. You know, make make their offense a lot more crisp. Mm-hmm. I think that De'Aaron Fox has been dragging, absolutely pulling. Oh, Any yeah. success the Kings have had is because That's of De'Aaron true.
1: Fox. Conley hasn't had to drag that he's got. Conley has a way better support than exactly. So well, as much as
0: I love Conley, he's in a much better situation, and I think De'Aaron Fox has a lot more on his plate. I
1: guess I guess what I'm saying is, Mike Conley, De'Aaron Fox both deserve to be on here more than Clay Thompson does because they've both put in super good effort. I don't know, like Clay Thompson, like and like you said, no hate against him, at all. Like I'm actually excited for him. To, he's coming. He's probably going to be back Sunday. And I'm excited for that because you can't get worse <laughs> by adding Clay Thompson, even though he's had horrible injuries and it's been really sad for him. But it's not like he's going to come in and the team's going to get worse. Like, he's someone that does that. But you, when you haven't played it's like, what, half the season's over? I don't see how that's fair to these other guys.
0: Exactly. Um, there's definitely a lot of other guys who deserve to be, at the very minimum, recognized for their effort this season and the type of work they've put in.
1: Okay, so Eastern –
0: Eastern Conference. Again, front at court. the very top, we got two players running away with the votes in Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I see no fault in having them as one or two. I can see them both as interchangeable, to be honest.
1: Oh, yeah. Honestly, they could both be tied for number one, I wouldn't care. They're both, like, that much of an effect.
0: If we look a little bit farther, we got Joel Embiid. I think he's properly ranked again. I think he's the third-best front-court player for the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then we got Jason Tatum. The Celtics have been struggling this year. Right now, they're actually the 11th seed in the East.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird to me. But, I mean, I can understand it, though. Because when he does play and he's healthy, they're a very tough team. They're a very tough team. And it is because of Jason Tatum.
0: Yeah. And Jalen Brown, I know he's been in and out of the lineup a lot this season with injuries and just missed time to COVID as well. Um, which, again, that actually is kind of surprises me, too. He's not on the top 10 for his Eastern Conference voting, either.
1: Yeah, but I think it's like you said he hasn't, and this is so controversial, but it's because he hasn't been as available to play. But then it's
0: like, but when he does play,
1: but but then that's the other thing though. Then you look at Klay Thompson hasn't played one game in like almost three years. Exactly,
0: and if you look at the guards, and we'll get to this later, Kyrie Irving's top ten too, and he's played one game yeah. so far, maybe two actually. I didn't double check to see if he played tonight, but
1: I don't. Oh, I think he. I think he has. I think he did. He his return I think was actually. Today or yesterday?
0: Well, he played a game yesterday, I believe. And then I think he played again tonight. Or Wait, hold up. Let me double check here. No, he did not play tonight because he was in Brooklyn. But let's be honest here. This man, I think, has officially become the first part-time NBA player.
1: Dude, this guy, I've seen really bad workers in my lifetime. He is the one that I think I've seen the most try to get out of work. <sighs> I, I don't think... I think even if the vaccine wasn't a thing this year I think there would be some other
0: reason he wasn't playing honestly I feel like I'm not upset what he's doing because I feel like he's just finessing the job man less wear and tear on his body still gets to play basketball at a part time I just don't like how he's doing it I I don't think most people do but at the same time and I don't want to get into anything political I mean you know but and
1: and the other thing is even if he doesn't play he's still going to get paid millions of dollars that's what's so easy for him to not have to work.
0: 110%. I definitely agree for that. If we go down the rest of this, we got Jimmy Butler. I, I think he's been the heart and soul of the Heat for the years that he's been there. So I 100% agree with that pick Jimmy as well. Jimmy
1: Butler is, yeah.
0: And then we got Jarrett Allen. Now, Cleveland has been balling this year. Yeah. Kudos to Coach Bickerstaff and his staff. But, man. They have been absolutely killing it this season. No, oh, no yeah. one expected Cleveland to be anywhere near where they are.
1: No, no not even close.
0: Again, that has to do with Allen, but also with their rookie, Evan Mobley. Darius Garland has been on another one. Kevin Love looks like he's actually interested in playing again. And before Ricky Rubio's ACL injury, he was a heck of a backup point guard for them as well.
1: Oh, Ricky Rubio, ex-Jazz man. Love that dude. He was a great guy.
0: Here's the next one. Bam Adebayo. He's been out a lot this year with injury and COVID-related stuff.
1: That's the thing. Do we even care anymore if they're injured or not in this voting? Because we've been proven that it doesn't matter if you play or not. Personally, I I don't... It's how much your fans love you. It's how
0: much your fans love you, but I don't think he deserves to be above number eight. Number eight has been balling this season as well, Miles Bridges. I think... Personally, I think Miles Bridges should be... Yeah, I think number seven wouldn't be terrible for him. Maybe even number six.
1: I mean, honestly, the front court for this for the Eastern really isn't that bad. I don't think. I honestly don't think it's near as controversial as putting Clay Thompson even in the lineup. You know, and then the backcourt though—that's where it's—that's where it gets
0: interesting. Yeah, definitely <laughs> agree with that. And then it closes out with Lamarcus Aldridge and Nikola Vucevic. I think Aldridge. <sighs> That one's a hit or miss with me as well because, you know, he's his role is definitely diminished over time. Vucevic is at least a starter for the Bulls, well, and, he, and he was an all-star a couple times as well.
1: See, here's the thing. The East, the reason why I don't have that much of a problem with it is because look at the teams in the East right now. There's like three, four really good teams. You know, maybe five. The rest are kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, you know, so that's why I don't really care as much because the West looks way tougher right now so that's where it's almost harder to kind of maybe do the voting but for the eastern front court i don't really think there's i think it's pretty accurate i would have a hard time really changing anything
0: you know i can see that moving on to the guards here before we go through the whole top 10 i just want to give a shout out to whoever number 10 is on the guards here mr fred van Vleet. his first career trip triple double tonight against the jazz yeah. Well I don't care who they were playing. A triple double <laughs> itself is still a very, very hard thing to do in the NBA. That's true,
1: but when you And
0: don't... and when you have a 15-0 personal run on perfect shooting in the third quarter, twenty four total points, you my man, deserve a shout out. And no doubt Dude, I not... honestly think he should be a reserve all star this year. I don't the fact that he's number ten I think is an abomination and oh, we'll get there later.
1: Oh my gosh, what are you Gotta do this uh, no, thing, man. <laughs> that
0: to me, again, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You drop a 37-point triple-double, you deserve a shout-out. You deserve to be an all-star just true. based on his season.
1: That's true, but do you think he would have gotten that if the Jazz had at least two of their starters?
0: The Jazz haven't had a triple-double since 2007.
1: True. The but, whole
0: team, since but, Carlos geez, but, Boozer okay, but, did put, it.
1: Put, put Donovan on that team against the Jazz team that, that played tonight. You don't think Donovan would get that?
0: He hasn't. He hasn't had to play a team where no starters have played. (laughs) The point is, Van Fleet did it.
1: Yeah, but that was like the easiest triple-double
0: anyone's going to ever get. (laughs) Anyways, number one for the guards, not who I expected, but honestly well-deserved, DeMar DeRozan. Shout out to DeMar DeRozan. Also, back-to-back game-winning three-point shots earlier this week and last week.
1: That's true. That's crazy. That's... That's super awesome actually. Yeah, good for
0: that man. He's definitely been He's been balling. Like Oh yeah.
1: And there are a lot of doubts of whether that team could work together. But and holy crap, that team. He and Levine have one. been
0: absolutely killing it. Yeah, number one seed Chicago in the is East. She are number one no in the East.
1: last <laughs> time that happened?
0: James Harden at number 2. His scoring obviously isn't nearly as prolific as it was in Houston, but yeah, they don't need know, that.
1: You want to know why his scoring isn't as prolific? It's because he can't jump into players now when he scores. Jeez. To be fair,
0: his free throws are back up again. He's averaging nearly double free throws again. Yeah. But he's also his assist numbers are through the roof right now.
1: Oh yeah, no. I've always believed James Harden could be a super good player if he stopped trying to go for the foul on every shot.
0: If you want to talk about drawing fouls, why don't we go to number three? I think this guy's even worse. Trey Young. Has Trey Young. Bad. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, this man is a baller. Dropping fifty six and fourteen the other night. Again, it was in a loss, but I know I can't drop fifty six in an NBA game. Trey Young is a,
1: is kind of almost a different
0: breed now. Like,
1: his potential is. Insane. That dude is freaking awesome to watch. Like, if you, if you watch Trae Young, unless you're like, I don't know, what, the Knicks, <laughs> you probably don't hate this man because this guy is so much fun to
0: watch. He's a very entertaining person to watch, but I will say this I don't always enjoy watching him because I think he's very similar to James Harden in the sense that he tries to draw contact unnecessarily. Yeah. He's also the one that got the whole stopping and backing up into the person who's chasing you. That is an offensive foul now because of Trey Young, yeah. but he Which can you could also it should have been. But you could also look at it this way: if an entire sport has to make a rule just to stop you for what you were doing, you were obviously doing well, something right. I
1: don't. I can't. You can't say it was like him alone because Harden did that too, but so not
0: nearly much. as much.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't say it wasn't like it wasn't like he did it so much. Where James Harden would do it on every freaking shot when he was in Houston, and Trey Young. Is what, it's third year now?
0: It's his third year. I, I'm not going to lie. I know Harden is notorious for doing that, but I, I do think Trae Young was slightly I, worse. I
1: do think Harden, I've always thought Harden was such a good player and he could be like that, just that much better if he just played tough instead of played for the foul.
0: Again, I think Trey Young's slightly worse in that department, but then again, nothing taken away from his talent and his scoring ability and his passing and all that. I do think he. Is a little, I think he seeks out contact a little bit more than James Harden. No, I think he does
1: now. I think James, well, because James Harden doesn't have to do everything like he used to. So I think that's probably the only reason why. Because when you've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving sometimes (laughs) to play
0: with, you don't have to do everything on your own. For sure. Next on the list, we got Zach Levine. Again, same thing with Demar DeRozan. Zach
1: Levine and Demar DeRozan. They've been kicking butt in Chicago. Such a good duo right now. Enough said. Yeah, I honestly have no problem with that.
0: LaMelo Ball at number five. Now, to be fair, this man was talked up so much, so much his rookie season. And he delivered for the most part. And this season, he's been slightly better in his numbers and everything. Here's my thing. If he wasn't, if
1: uh, it's their father That, that just rubs me the wrong way. I think they could have been just fine without their dad, like, hyping them up so hard and saying, oh, they're going to be the next best players and all this stuff that he said. It's like, dude, they're good on their own. Just let them get their own recognition. It's true.
0: But at the same time, look at it, this, look at it at, from Lavar's perspective as a father. Two of his three sons are playing in the NBA. And not only that, both of them playing in the NBA were top three picks. Lonzo at no, number two, Lamelo at number that, three.
1: That's what I'm saying. He didn't need to hype them up.
0: I think LeVar Ball is the Donald Trump of sports. He does not have a filter. And <laughs> oh he my. says whatever is... It's true. He doesn't filter what he says. He's very confident in what he says. Oh and my. it rubs people in the wrong way. But it's not like what he's saying is... It's not like everything he's saying is not true. No, no. And no a but a lot of the it. stuff he says is dumb. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the stuff he says is dumb.
1: I know. I get that. But what, what I'm just saying is... When you do that, it, it's almost like, in a way, it kind of reminds me of Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad posting those videos. It's like, you don't have to do that. Everyone knows how good Odell can potentially be. You don't need to do that to get him to sign somewhere. Like, it's the same with the Ball Brothers. Like, you don't have to do that. Everyone has seen their highlights in college and in high school. They were so good. I got I actually was hyped to watch these dudes. And then their dad comes out and just acts the way he does. And I'm like, I actually... I hate these guys almost, like just because, like, it's not even their fault.
0: <laughs> to be fair, and just want to give a quick shout out also to Lonzo Ball, who's also on that Bulls team. He's kicking butt, man. No, yeah, he's running I'm that offense fantastic so as well.
1: They're, just, they're so good, all of them. It's just their dad makes me not like him, and that's probably just my own personal problem. Hey, don't hate
0: the player, hate the game. No,
1: I'm gonna hate the player's dad. Number but... <laughs>
0: six, Kyrie Irving. I'm gonna put him in the same I don't position I would put Klay Thompson. Yeah. I don't think he deserves to be on there. Even though Cl- Kyrie's technically played this season, well, and, it's well, two games. Or one and game.
1: Here's the thing. Kyrie Irving, arguably the most talented point guard. Like talented in handles, even shooting, clutch moments. That this dude when he's in when he's playing and he's all in, this dude is so hard to beat. But bro, this guy likes to try and get out of work. <laughs> Why we'll should say, we reward we'll... him and put him in another game? He won't even show up.
0: As much as I would love to hear more of your opinions on Kyrie, we got to keep moving here. Derek Rose, this guy's just a fan favorite. He really is. Yeah. Good guy. He doesn't rub anyone in the wrong. No,
1: he's a good dude. I
0: like Does him. he deserve to be top 10 in the East? Probably not.
1: The only reason why I say he could be is just because, like I said before, look like at the East teams.
0: Let me give you a name not who I think... competition. True, but let me give you a name in the East who I think should be in the top 10 out and not Derrick Rose. Bradley Beal. That's true. Bradley Beal's not even top Definitely 10. Definitely better than Fred Van Vliet. I think... Beal's having a little bit of a down year. I think Van Vliet still deserves to be top 10. I would take Kyrie and Derrick Rose out and put Bradley Beal in before I put either of the other two.
1: Yeah, but look, but Tyler Hero being on that list too, like... He's more deserving of I I would think Fred Van Vliet.
0: I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with that take actually. I Fred Van Vliet has been so good this season. I think you're just a little sour, maybe a little butthurt that he got a triple double in the jazz tonight. To well, be fair of course I'm
1: not gonna like that, but I'm still also looking like Tyler here gets more he gets more attention and he gets it's also about his team, dude. Like you wanna talk about how teams can be effective like I said about Golden State no wonder they're going to have these teams that's why Klay Thompson is in there cuz of their freaking fan base and how big of a budget team they are big market team big market teams like Toronto's not really doing anything right now compared to the compared to Miami or Chicago like t- Tyler Hero deserves to be up there way more and like it and Bradley Beal was like wasn't he like the top scorer last year
0: he was the league's like, leading score points per game.
1: Yeah. like I I don't know. Like, Fred Van Vliet, yeah, he's doing good this year. But, like, from what we've seen, it doesn't matter what they've done this year. Exactly. So,
0: that's why I would put Washington over them. or uh, That's why I would put Beal over – definitely over Kyrie, definitely over Derrick Rose. I would put him over Tyler Hero. I would put him over Fred Van Vliet as well, but I would not kick Van Vliet out of the top ten. Here's I guess a,
1: you could just replace
0: Kyrie Irving with Bradley Beal. True. And also Derrick Rose. And also Tyler Hero
1: Yeah I Tyler I would put it. Tyler
0: Hero probably closer to 10
1: As much as Tyler Hero Kind of rubs me the wrong way He kind of likes When players like to try and put themselves higher Than what they really are Like Tyler Hero has Granted he's good Like there's no way that's to say he's not good at all Because he is a top player I think In the East But to say you're up there with like Luca, And I think he even said like Some other big game Might have even been Steph Curry I could be wrong on that He was trying to say he deserved to be in that kind of a conversation.
0: Not yet. Probably not quite there yet, but...
1: Like, have you actually watched Luka Doncic play? I've never seen Tyler Hero do anything as crazy as he has. Tyler Hero has had some awesome plays, but... but nothing
0: Luka-like. No. Number nine, Darius Garland. I actually really like this one. Again, Cleveland's super underrated this season. I think Garland has been a huge reason why. His chemistry with Jarrett Allen has been fantastic. So yeah, I have zero qualms about that one. One thing I was kind of surprised to not see on the Eastern Conference at all, there are no Knicks players. Now I know they're struggling this season, but even then, there's no Knicks players anywhere in either top 10 besides Derek Rose. That does not count. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but Julius Randle was most improved player last year, but this year dude, I don't know what. And RJ Barrett like everyone knows what side they're going to go to. Like they can they're not I don't think they've earned it yet. I think, and Knicks fans, dude, like you don't. They're, they will put you in your place. So
0: they are. They are arguably the hardest fans to play for because number one, they're dealing with arguably the worst owner in the NBA. Shout out to James Dolan. Oh
1: yeah, I think if he sold that team, I think the Knicks would actually get a lot of fans back.
0: I the fact that they're getting as many fans that they still are is insane. You know, shout out to them. Long enduring fans who have gone uh, through hell and back might with just that team
1: be because of Spike Lee.
0: <laughs> Spike Lee is the heart. He is the heart and soul of that he team. Is.
1: He, he's been that way forever. He's
0: been that way forever. God bless that man. But yes, again, they, they deal with James Dolan. So I mean, the fact that they've been able to New Yorkers put up with anything if they can put up with James Dolan. So shout out to New York. All
1: right. Well, let's move on. Um, let's just do. Do you want to do playoff predictions? Let's do playoff predictions. Alright, so looking at the standings, um, let's see, so we'll just start with the East, because that's what popped up first for me, uh, top. let's just do just top 10, uh, Bulls at number 1, that's kind of a shocker, and I don't think anyone has suspected that, the Nets, number 2, that's pretty common, and they're only like a few games behind the Bulls, one win behind Three losses behind. Bucks, right there, number three. Heat, number four. 76ers at a pretty good spot, number five. The Cavs, number six. That's another one I don't think anyone saw coming. Because they just, last couple years, have been trash. It's been rough for Cavs fans. Yeah. No LeBron, no fun. Then the Raptors at seven, which... I don't know. I feel like since Kawhi left, they've just been kind of on a downfall. Even when they had DeMar or DeRozan, it just they've been kind of on a downfall.
0: Well, DeMar was before Kawhi, but even the year after they lost Kawhi, they were still I think a top two seed in the East.
1: They were still good, but like that was kind of I think. And honestly, they won that title. Do you think if Kevin Durant is healthy, they even win that?
0: Raptors could only play who was put in front of them.
1: But that's what I'm saying. I think that was lucky. I think that was their one year to take it. And kudos to them. They took advantage of it. But, man, you they shouldn't. They, you can Kevin only Durant play who is in front of you. If Kevin Durant plays that, they... I don't think it goes like half that, what it did. Like I don't know. You that, know what? They just got can... extremely lucky there. Extremely lucky. I'm going to tell you that. I understand. You can only play who is in front of you. But you have to agree. They got so lucky... If they didn't play, maybe Durant, maybe not play one more game. Let him rest that one more
0: game. I think they would have been just fine. I think they would have true. Been- but there's no guarantee he would have been fine in the next game either. No, that's. I I don't think he should have played at all in the finals because you know at the end of the day it he cost clearly him cost them a whole season. Yep. So I mean I don't know if two or three days would have really fixed that for him. Yeah.
1: Okay then number eight Hornets, Wizards nineteen and nineteen at spot number nine. Um number 10 Wizard or number 9 Wizards 10 Knicks and then Celtics that I think is probably the most shocking Celtics at 11 would you have last year said that the Celtics would have been behind Chicago and the Cavs
0: Probably not yeah. definitely not the Cavs Chicago I was definitely interested in how it was but no I would not have expected this type of a discrepancy
1: They are what the the Celtics are 18 and 21. The Cavs are 21 and 17. They got a pretty comfortable lead ahead of them. Nine
0: and a half games. I like
1: guess. Yeah. And then the Hawks, 17 and 20 at 12. Pacers, Pistons, and Magic, they don't. So really let's relevant. take a look
0: at the seating. Obviously, it's not going to stay like this when playoffs come around. I'm going to give you a. Here's how I think the seating is going to end up when the playoffs come around. At number one, I think it's going to be Brooklyn. Yeah. With Kyrie back and the yeah. fact that you know they're still really close to chicago i think by the end of the season brooklyn's number 1 number 2 yeah. i'm going to give it to chicago i think chicago does play well enough to stay ahead of milwaukee mm-hmm. um again milwaukee doesn't have to be the number you know that high to win i mean they won last year as a 3 seed yeah. um but yeah i'm going to put chicago at 2 i'm going to put milwaukee at 3 you know leave i think they're good enough to stay ahead of the heat um and I think they'll be resting their players up closer to the playoffs, you know, to have a full health Giannis, Chris Middleton back in the groove and everything as well. Number four, I think Miami's a pretty I think Miami's a pretty good thought for number four. Um they're they're not healthy right now, and they're still staying above water pretty well. Um so I like got no problem true. with that. That's true. Number five, I wanna keep it at Philly,
1: but here's I, the thing. I, I don't know
0: what the trade deadline's gonna shape up as. So right now, I'm just gonna say it stays how it is.
1: I think the Cavs pass the Sixers.
0: You know, I don't I don't think that happens. I'm gonna If the I'm Cavs
1: gonna, keep playing how they're playing, I could totally see the Cavs pass. I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. At number five, I think it's gonna be Charlotte. Charlotte? The Hornets. I mean, it could happen. Five through eight are extremely close.
0: Exactly. They're only two and a half games back. And I think down the stretch I think I think, you know, people like Miles Bridges, Lamella Ball. Um, even someone like Kelly Oubre Jr., Gordon Hayward, Terry Rogier I think I think they make a push and they get that fifth seed. Number six, I I see I'm gonna put Philly at number six. Okay. At number seven, that is where I'm gonna put Cleveland. I think they're gonna be in the play-in. I think the reason I think they fall is because I think their youth is gonna push down the stretch. I think their youth is gonna hurt them a little bit and put them in the play-in.
1: Here's what I think. I think their youth will be their downfall, but I think it's not going to be their downfall until they're actually in the playoffs. I think they'll get a really good season record because that's kind of easy to do when you're like on a high right now like they are. But when the playoffs come, that's where you need experience. That's where the experience. Because playoff games, even just going to a playoff game compared to going to a regular game, atmosphere is extremely different. It's almost like two different actual places.
0: 100%.
1: So I think the Cavs, I think they pass the Sixers. I think they even get close to. Pa- I think they might even get close to four, but when the playoffs come, I think they get bounced the first
0: round. I, I can agree with that. At number eight, I'm gonna put New York there, the Knicks. I think the Knicks improve enough to be number eight, but I don't think they'll go higher than that. No, I yeah. The only reason why I could agree with that is just
1: because they're so extremely close. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll get higher at all. <laughs> I don't see them going. Past the Raptors, at least right now Unless something changes, a shift in the wind or something I I don't see them changing much Where they're at
0: For sure Number 9 I'm gonna I don't want to discount the Hawks But they've definitely been struggling this season So I'm gonna put the Hawks at number 9 I think they make enough of a push and they come back at number 9 I think the Wizards fall all the way out completely And I think Boston takes the number 10 seed
1: so Boston, I think, is very interesting because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they just don't seem to work very well together, which sucks.
0: It sucks because they're both great players.
1: I think if they could work together, they could be at like a 4-3 or three seed. That's I think they're that good.
0: They're both very dominant, ball dominant. Last
1: I- year, there was talk of them even taking the East. Now they're literally in 11th. I I don't know, it's really sad really sad, but I just don't think they've gotten maybe their egos have gotten in the way of each other and they both feel like they need to grow and they're getting in each other's way but I do know I did hear today that that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum would be better if they split it's an interesting take I but don't I know think... where they would go <laughs> I don't know who would stay in Boston and who would go somewhere else but I could see that for them, their personal growth I mean look at James Harden when he left OKC
0: he blossomed. I
1: mean, and, you know, I was going to say, well, look at Kevin Durant, but he went to a freaking 73 and went team. Like, let no let me cares. throw a name
0: out there Philly. Ben Simmons.
1: Ben Simmons, I think, has dug his own grave.
0: I I've don't he- know. Ben- I've heard talks of Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, and obviously, you know, a little bit more incentive on Philly's side, probably, because Jalen Brown, I think, right now is a better player than Ben Simmons. The only reason I would want to see Ben
1: Simmons in. The East is so he could play 76ers, and the 76ers give him all the crap in the world. Because that man dug his grave, and he needs to lay in it.
0: To be fair, I don't think a Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown would be a good trade for the Celtics. I think Jalen Brown's better than that. I was was waiting to see where you were going with that. Because I was going to say, I think Jalen Brown and
1: Jason Tatum have both proven to be more valuable and better than Ben Simmons right now.
0: If that trade does happen, I think... Or, no, the Sixers do have to incentivize a little bit more. Maybe a first-round pick or two and add another player, like a Tyrese Maxey or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what I would think. What would you change about the seating? What, what do you think?
1: I think the top... The only thing that I could I think will change from the top four, maybe top three, is the Nets will probably take it. Just because Kyrie Irving can play again now.
0: So, I think we agree. The Nets are going to be the number one seed. Yeah,
1: I think that's what... I don't think the Bulls go... I could see them dropping past the Bucks though. I don't think it'll happen. But again, the Bucks with the experience they have with the Honest, like they literally won the finals. I would do not think that's that crazy of a take to say cuz they have just as much they actually have more wins than the Bulls right now. So, they just have five more losses or no. Yeah, they have five more losses than the Bulls. And I don't think the Bulls are at are they've worked really well together right now. But they don't have as much experience working together right now. The Bucs literally won a championship. I don't think it's that much of a take to even say the Bucs could pass the Nets. But I don't think that will happen. But everything below that is too close to really... I, I don't think anything is set. Just shoot some
0: predictions out there. Let's, let's see how it looks like.
1: So I think the Cavs pass the Sixers. I think the Raptors drop. I think the Hornets... And maybe the Wizards pass the Raptors.
0: Just out of curiosity, are you saying the Raptors drop just because of what Van Vleet did to your team tonight? Or? No,
1: no, I'm saying that because the Jazz literally had two to three people on the bench when all everyone like that's it. Like there's so many empty seats on that bench because of how many players were hurt?
0: What about the Raptors tells you they're going to drop or gives you the feeling that they're going to drop? Let's not let's not bring no, the no, Jazz no, no. into so, this. No, no,
1: no. So I'm no any it doesn't. Yeah, it's the Jazz and yeah, I love the Jazz, but. The Jazz literally had no starters. And they were winning up until the fourth quarter. Or the third quarter, because that's when Van Vliet had his, like, he turned into God for like 10 minutes. So, but he was able to do that because of that. If they play a decent team like any of these teams, the 76ers, if Joel Embiid is playing, he's not doing that. The Heat, even Etabayu, he's not doing that against them. So I don't... That's why I think... Yes, I'm a little biased and a little upset about... Not even that... Ups, I'm not even that upset about that loss tonight. Because they could barely be a team that had, like, eight players total. Like, that's why I see them dropping. Because even the Hornets, if they're healthy, I don't see the Raptors really putting in that much of a fight with them. So I'm not... As much as it sounds like I'm biased about that, it's actually because of what I did see. They could barely beat a team with players that I've never played together. Some of them had never played yet this season. So I, they're literally playing guys because the Jazz had to pick up like two players for a 10-day contract. They just needed people to fill the seat. That's my only thing. That, but as far like the Knicks, Celtics, and Hawks, I think could all get in there. Um, only thing is I think the, the, the Cavs do have a good season. I think they could even make it to the fourth spot. But I think they that's the only thing is it's like the Jazz. They do really good in the season and then in the playoffs they just kind of struggle. That's how I kind of see the Cavs this year.
0: Yeah, and that that's pretty I'd say that's pretty accurate for a young team like them. Making the playoffs would be a great confidence booster going into next season though. One hundred and ten percent.
1: Yeah, it would help them for next year. This year I don't think it I think it'll be a good learning experience for them, but because they are so young, it's like I don't know. Like the only per- un- and again it's going to sound like I'm biased, but the best rookie that I have seen play in the playoff game right just recently is Donovan Mitchell. He actually elevated his stats. Most rookies going into playoffs like Julius Randle, he sucked in the playoffs. But Donovan Mitchell like he actually did better in the playoffs than he did regular season. It's not you know it's rare to see that. So the Cavs, unless they do something like that, I don't see them really doing anything in the playoffs.
0: That's fair. Let's move over to the West here. I think the West at the I think the top three seeds in the West. I don't expect those to change. I think it'll be a mix of those three: Utah, Golden State, and Phoenix. If I had to guess, I think Phoenix is going to finish as the number one regular season team in the NBA this year. Because over the Warriors. Over the Warriors, and let me tell you why. Even though the Warriors are getting Clay Thompson back, right now. The Suns are still not at 100%. That's they, they don't have DeAndre Ayan right now. They don't have their backup center, JaVale McGee. They don't have their backup, backup center, Frank Kaminsky. So they're down to Jalen Smith, who, by the way, has been playing very well in his mm-hmm. own right. Yeah, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, still have them. Drake Crowder's been out with COVID. Yeah. They still have Mikkel Bridges. They have Cam Johnson. They got Cameron Payne, who, for whatever reason, has been balling ever since he joined the Suns. Um, I mean... I think they're very good on their bench. They got a great coach, Monty Williams, who has been absolutely phenomenal as a part of this turnaround. The only distraction I think the Suns have, you know, is their investigation into the owner. Uh, but we'll leave that for another time. Yeah, that's... That, that's another conversation to have. Yeah. But honestly, I think with all those pieces together, I think the Suns finish as the number one seed. That doesn't necessarily mean I think they'll be the best team come playoff time. Because so... of the, I, I think the... But, no, I just think the lack of the playoff experience on that roster. Like, yeah, they have last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think when it, the playoffs come around, I think Golden State will be the number two seed. But, you know, just Steph, Clay, and Draymond, those three alone, their savviness in the playoffs, I think, is gonna what's going to push them ahead. So I'm going to put them at the two. Utah, I think, stays at the three. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as long as they stay relatively healthy, as they've been so far, yeah. you know, tonight being the outlier, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, Memphis. Kudos to John Morant and Memphis that and Taylor is... Jenkins for doing a great job this season.
1: John Morant is, he is someone that is so fun to watch. You know, He's
0: I'm so not surprised good. they're at four. And to be honest with you, I see no reason why they're going to fall. They've been doing very well. Even without John Morant, they've been able to keep their heads. Yeah. So he you know is... what? I'm going to leave the top four seeds in the West as is.
1: I don't think they change as if they stand right now. Yeah. As
0: we get to five, six, seven, eight, and basically all the way through the rest of the Western Conference, you know, things start getting a little bit more mixed up here. I think at the five seed, I think Dallas is a good bet to stay at the five seed. I wouldn't be surprised about that. I want to say Denver stays at the six seed, but I'm going to be honest with you. Without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr. down the stretch, how much are we going to have to use Nikola Jokic, and how much are we going to actually want to save him for the playoffs? Because this this is not the year for Denver to go all in. It's not. Um, we're not fully healthy, and even if we do get Jamal Murray back for the playoffs, he's not going to be 100%. So... As much as I want him, them to stay at the 6, I think they're going to fall into the plan. in um, So I think at the sixth seed, I think I think the Lakers make the sixth seed. Honestly, I do. I think the Lakers are going to be at the sixth seed. I'm going to put Denver at the seventh seed, though. I think I'm going to put them at the play-in. And I'm going to have them playing the Clippers at the 8 seed. It's
1: the 7 through 10, right? They go to the play-in.
0: 7 through 10 go to the play-in, exactly. Nice. At the 9 seed, I'm going to put Sacramento there.
1: I could see that. You know, they're
0: only four games behind right now. But, to be honest, I think Sacramento can make the late season push. Or, I mean, it's only halfway through the season. So, I mean, we're, there's still plenty of time for them to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not upset at having San Antonio at the 10 seed. But I think I'm going to put Minnesota there. I think Minnesota takes the 10 seed and pushes San Antonio out.
1: I think I think the Lakers pass the Mavericks. There's too much experience on that team for them not to go up. But I don't think they get past five. I think Mavericks are still a relatively young team that can make way more mistakes than the Lakers. Granted, the Lakers are kind of like... They're they're starting to look like they did a few years ago before LeBron basically cut and traded the whole team. (laughs) You know, but that's kind of what they're looking like right now. And I could see them easily... Passing the Mavericks, but I don't see them beating like Grizzlies team out there, even the Jazz or Warriors or Suns. Any of them, I don't really think there's a team that's really afraid of the Lakers right now. But I don't think the Lakers stay at six. I think they could maybe make it to four. Cause granted, it still is halfway. There's still a lot to go. But I don't think they get into the third. I don't think. I don't no. think they get into the fourth. But I think there's a chance they could. But I definitely think they'll pass the Mavericks. Just because it's, it's LeBron. As much as, you know, whether you love or hate LeBron, you cannot... It's like Tom Brady. You can't deny their their greatness. Like, they're so good. They've proven it time and time again. You just can't deny it. As much as you want to hate somebody, like, or how much you love them, you can't deny that they're just the best at what they do right now. At this day and age, they're the best at what they do. So that's what I... The, everything else, though, I think the Nuggets... If, I just feel so sad for the Nuggets, though. If they had Jamal Murray, oh my gosh, I think they'd be fighting the Jazz for the third spot. I don't think they'd pass the Warriors or the Suns, but I think it'd be Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Denver, all within like two to three games.
0: Yeah, it sounds about accurate there.
1: But the rest, like the Clippers, like if they're healthy, they probably should be a little bit higher, but... I think the teams that are in the play-in tournament right now, and as of right now, looking at this moment, it says Lakers 6, Nuggets 7, Clippers 8, Timberwolves 9, Kings 10. I think those four spots might switch, but I think those four teams will be in the play-in.
0: Interesting. Okay. we'll, we'll take a look at that here. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we don't want to take too much more time of our viewers here, but we're just going to finish up with some quick mid-season predictions for some awards here. Let's start with the big one, MVP.
1: As much as I want to
0: say somebody else,
1: I can't see anyone beating Steph Curry right now.
0: I'm going to disagree. I think Kevin Durant has been far more important for his team than Steph Curry has. And I'm not trying to downplay at all Steph Curry's season. It's been phenomenal. I think with no Kevin Durant, I think the Nets are in so much trouble. So I'm going to go Kevin Durant.
1: Are you sure, though? Because without Kevin Durant... They still have James Harden and Kyrie Irving. With no Steph Curry, where do you think they are? I think that's why Steph Curry is kind of by far the leader right now because they didn't really change their team from last year. And last year, that second half of the season, they made a run. And it was because of Steph Curry. Him alone.
0: That's very convincing.
1: if, If Kevin Durant doesn't play... They still got James Harden, and he is so good. They still got Kyrie when they're playing away, and Kyrie Irving, like we have agreed earlier, arguably best talent at that position. That's I like Kevin Durant, actually, I think, maybe a little bit more than Steph Curry, but I think Steph Curry is the only reason Golden State is even relevant.
0: I, I definitely understand your point of view there. Personally, though... The reason I'm going to put Kevin Durant over Steph Curry is the amount of time that Harden has actually missed this season. Not only that, but the fact that, number one, Kevin Durant, his scoring has been unbelievable this season as well. But the amount of COVID problems that that roster has gone through as well and injuries as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the biggest injury for Golden State is Clay Thompson. But they've also learned to adapt to play without him for the past couple of years. Kevin Durant has been moving, has been working with such a moving roster so much. like He doesn't know who he's going to be playing with half the time. He shows up to the game. It's unknown at number five.
1: Okay, well, here's the thing. Kevin Durant doesn't play for that team. I still think they make the playoffs. Steph Curry, they might make it into the play-in tournament like they did last year. I don't know. I could see the I could see Golden State potentially missing the playoffs if Steph Curry doesn't play. James or Kevin Durant, that team still makes the playoffs because if they win on like, because even on their away games, like granted you can't count on Kyrie Irving, but when he does play, they don't lose very much. So I don't know. I like Kevin. I really like Kevin Durant. He was my favorite player before Donovan Mitchell came into the league. I really like Kevin Durant. But I don't think he – I think Steph Curry is way more valuable to his team right now. If, if Kevin Durant didn't have Kyrie Irving and James Harden on his team, I would say Kevin Durant.
0: I will say this. There's obviously still another whole half of the season to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited to see what happens there. Yeah.
1: I think Kevin Durant was favorable. But then this last month, month and a half, Steph Curry is just – no one's in the same ballpark as this guy.
0: Well, well, we'll see the second we'll, half we'll here. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What about most improved player of the season? Most I, I,
1: improved.
0: I, uh, there's a lot of good players out there, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's a competition here. I think it's got to be John Morant.
1: Yeah, I mean, Miles Bridges is good. Jordan Poole has been really, really fun to watch too. But uh, John Morant is just another showstopper. You almost think he's a superstar, but like, he's literally what, in his second year.
0: He's in his third year. Third year, but I think his real last year he proved a lot. But I think the playoffs is wit really just took him to another level. For although, sure. he, although he lost four to one to the Jazz, he dropped what was it like ninety some points in his first two he games. He was the
1: only one that did anything on that team. Exactly. So yeah, you I, know? I I honestly can't really put anyone up above him for that unless like some
0: like we said earlier, unless the wind changes. All right, defensive player of the year. I already know who your answer is going to be for this. But like I said earlier, I th- as much as I like Rudy Gobert, I actually think Draymond Green is more important for his team defensively than Rudy Gobert is. Now, I'm not sure what type of stats you're going to try to pull up on no, me here. No,
1: I'm actually just looking up right now just who should be. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Because he is the leader in rebounds. Uh, Rudy Gobert. He's second in blocks per game. And second, I think, overall as well. So, right now, and like you said, it's halfway through. If he keeps this up, the only person that's ahead of him what, is Miles Turner on the Pacers. You really think someone in like the, the third or fourth worst league in, team in the whole league is going to win any award? And no, it's going to be a team with a high record. Exactly. Right there, I think it will go to Gobert. I don't think... The only reason why is because when Gobert does not play... The only reason why I could see him maybe not winning is because we have Hassan Whiteside now. Well, and not only that, I think voter fatigue
0: to. is going to play a big part in this, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already won three times. The last two were—is or, or it three straight or two back-to-back? Two back-to-back. Exactly. So I, I think voter fatigue is going to have to—it's going to play a huge part in this. I, he's going to have to do something spectacularly defensively to hold on to it. I think the reason I think Draymond's going to win is because of his versatility mm-hmm. and also just his intelligence on defense. You watch that man play, he can recognize any he can he recognizes plays before the, as they're organizing them. He can defend the five, he can defend point guards. He's a heck of a rebounder and he's a great passer as well too. I think Draymond Green right now is the front runner, but right now it's 1A, 1B. Draymond, Rudy Gobert.
1: I think and I like Giannis Antetokounmpo as well, but I I honestly think Gobert should have won it three times in a row, honestly. And not because I'm biased. I really think he, you know, deserved it. I mean, but, you know, it is what it is. But I think it will come down to Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green. I think it will be extremely close. I don't even think it's close right now. It's Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert, and it's not even close after that.
0: Exactly. I don't put anyone else near those two. What about sixth man of the year? I think that
1: one is the most likely to have changes, this next bit. Because, like, Boston, Dennis Schroeder, that man is so good. I actually think Dennis Schroeder is severely underrated. I really think he should be higher. I think it should be... Tyler Hero is good. I think the top three should be Tyler Hero, Dennis Schroeder, and probably Jordan Clarkson. Just because I know... And have seen him break out. Like, he's he's dropped. He's just. He's a great scorer.
0: He, he's been in and out the lineup this year, you know, with injuries, stuff like that. And he's also been. His efficiency has been a little bit down. I think Tyler Hero right now is. He obviously is the odds-on favorite. I think it's mainly just due to his improvement and his consistency this season. That, that right that now, That
1: is what it... I think that's exactly it, too. Because, yeah, Jordan Clarkson this year... He's been very inconsistent. Right. It's like when he is doing good, it's so good. But if he's not doing so good, you kind of almost don't know he's there. Exactly. So, so
0: I, I think Tyler Hero's consistency... If he keeps up this consistency the whole year, it, it's, it's Hero's to lose right now.
1: Oh, yeah. I think Hero is... And that's the thing. I think he has a pretty far lead right now. So... But I do think if it is going to change I don't, I'm don't. i not saying I think Jordan Clarkson or Dennis Schroeder is going to take it but I think Kelly Oubre, Montres Harrell I think these next two months are going to be huge for this role because that's when the fatigue of the bench will come into play this is when the fatigue will start setting into players that don't play as much so I don't know I think this one could change more likely than the other ones but I don't know, Tyler Hero seems to have it pretty locked up right now
0: Last but not least, Coach of the Year.
1: Coach of the Year, I don't even think should be close. I think it should be Billy
0: Donovan right now. As good as Billy Donovan has done, as good of a job as he has done with the Chicago Bulls, I wouldn't want to say it's not close at all because I do want to give a shout out to Monty Williams. And let me tell you why. The Suns had a very good season last year. Mm-hmm. But you also have to look into this year. What the, what was it, like an 18-19 game winning streak near the beginning of this season where they were just absolutely unstoppable? Yeah. Not only that, he's doing what he, – they're still winning at a very high rate with their fourth-string center. Uh, a a second-year player who's gotten next to zero minutes this whole time, uh, I think Monte, the fact that they're number one in the Western Conference right now with the type of injuries and COVID-related diseases that they've been dealing with. Stuff that everyone's been dealing with, of course. Mm-hmm. I still think Monty Williams is 1B right now. Obviously, I think Billy Donovan, what he's done, proved people wrong with the whole Tamar and derozan Levine experiment. I think that's been phenomenal. But I don't want to say it's not close. I think Monty Williams at least deserves to be 1B to Billy Donovan's 1A.
1: Well, so here's what I think about it. So, statistically, it's not close. Or, I mean, it is close. Statistically, like, the first three, four um, nominees are actually very close. But here's why I think it shouldn't be close. Chicago, did they even do anything last year? No, now they're the top team in the East. Which, granted, kind of, the East isn't as competitive. But the top teams in the East are extremely high-powered. Like the Nets, Milwaukee, I mean, even, if, like... The Sixers are you still Miami in, in there. Miami, Cleveland, for some reason, is really good this year. So then Steve Kerr is second in the running. But this is what bothers me about Steve Kerr being up there. The difference between Steve Kerr and Billy Donovan is their, is their actual roster. If any coach had the roster that Steve Kerr had or Steve Nash had, can you
0: actually be a bad coach? Look bad with those rosters. I don't want to take Steve Kerr down too much. Because no, I really like Steve Kerr. He has Church. Draymond Green and Steph, and you have to help. You have to credit him for helping develop them, the players that he no, has. For, there. No, that's yeah, that's true. And also, the last couple of years have really helped develop his bench as well. No, yeah, you know that's why players like Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Gary Payton the second, you know players like that. Are able to contribute significantly this season. And I, I know you're not trying to discredit him. Again, I don't think he deserves to be number one or two. Three or four sounds better. But, I mean, you know. Give,
1: give Billy Donovan Steve Ex- Kirsten. Yeah, yeah. Give Monte Williams that team. I mean, free. give Quinn Snyder that team. Give even Memphis, like Taylor Jenkins. Give him that team. Any of these coaches that are in the running right now would be... I would almost argue better than Steve Kerr because they don't have as high star power to work with. I mean, yeah, he had a whole, like an awesome year, but he also had – when they won the finals, it was with Kevin Durant.
0: It's not like they had scrubs that they had to develop, really. Well, the first those. one they won, the 2015 one, was no Kevin Durant. But to be fair, LeBron also didn't have Kevin Love or Kyrie Irving for half of that series.
1: No, yeah, exactly. And then every time after that, they only won with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, and they would have won if Kevin Durant didn't get hurt against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And I, so. think,
0: I think two dark horse candidates, too, that, you know, they may not be at the forefront right now. Taylor Jenkins in Memphis has done a fantastic job. I think he's a dark horse candidate right now. Mm-hmm. The other would be J.B. Bickerstaff in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, no one, absolutely no one expected Cleveland to even be where, close to where they are right now. And I think they're doing a fantastic job. Again, we're only halfway through the season, so those odds are bound to change. Um, so it'll definitely be interesting to see exactly where that ends up going there. I
1: like Steve Nash too, but I mean Kyrie Irving once, and this was something that people didn't like when he said, but he said they didn't even need a coach, which that was probably the one thing I've agreed with what he said recently.
0: Probably true. Again, that's a, that's a, that's a topic for another day, and we'll we'll definitely discuss that. But hey, guys, we we definitely appreciate having you guys along for the ride. Definitely appreciate any support that you know shoot our way again. Feel free to suggest anything for us at the Playmakers Podcast here. We're more than happy to take suggestions and talk about anything you like.
1: Yes, again, and you can reach us at Facebook, any, anywhere on social media. You just search us up. Playmakers will show up there. And if you want to comment there, leave us suggestions or even have opinions on what we've said, go for it. We'll even maybe respond to some. Who knows?
0: All right, guys. Hey, appreciate having you guys along. We'll talk to you next time. Peace out.